Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Hi. How are you? How you doing? I'm good. I'm fine. I'm, uh, you know, making sure that I don't melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mad. You yep. destroyed my evil wickedness. <laughs> Thank you. Thank don't you. give me you. don't give me I any room to jump into I, these things. I know. I know. I gave it to you, knowing full well what was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um have you been enjoying your back porch under all these circumstances? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Warm warm or no warm, I'm out there. Mm-hmm. It's um and it, it is, it's been warm, but it's been nice. It's what's been great is when it rains and we're out there mm-hmm. because I love the sound of, as we've talked about so many times before, I love the sound of rain on awnings or anything like that. And to just be completely covered and still be out there. And it's just, I can't even tell you the feeling. It's just like a whole, like an addition on my house. It's just great. So I love yeah. it. So yeah, like you've you got a, like you've got a new room in your house. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. My flowers mm-hmm. around, you know, that are on my deck are growing beautifully. I got impatience this year, and because they like the shade too, and sometimes there's a lot yeah. of shade. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of a mix, but it's great, and they're be- doing beautifully. So I'm happy. And Good. of course, with all the rain, the yard has turned into a jungle because it's got everything's growing <laughs> like crazy. Yep. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Well, um, good. Did I, did I say this last week about um, the destruction that happened to the boat? No. Oh. Okay. Well, not this From past, what? From storms. Not this past Tuesday, but a week ago Tuesday. Um, we, were, we were at the lake. I say we. I had my sister, my niece. And my great niece and we were all together with Patrick at the lake. And that was one of the storms that blew up on a Tuesday night. 
and it just came across the lake with a force like I've never seen before. Probably had 50 to 60 mile an hour wind gusts. And my sister was, and of course, lightning and the whole thing. My sister was upstairs looking out onto the, the little forest, I guess, that's below us. And she actually saw a lightning bolt hit one of the trees. And it was a, a tree that had a, a double branch, and it actually went right down into the crotch, as they call it, of the um, of the tree, and snapped off one entire half of the tree. And it fell down into uh, the woods, which knocked another tree down. And it could have been a complete domino effect, but I couldn't really see it. But the next thing we knew was that the um, transformer. transformer or something, yes, at the bottom of the hill on right off uh, Route 507 was in flames. <gasps> so we lost power, obviously, and it was gone from, uh, I'd say like 6.30 until um, quarter of 12 that night. Well, I so, think we did touch on some of this, but not anything about your boat and not to that extreme yeah. or that detailed about the trees and everything. Well, what happened then we found out the next day was that there's a, a double, what they call a double bimini top. A bimini is the, the, the shade that goes over the top of the boat. And this one had two of them that zips together. So you have a lot of area on the boat that is shaded. Well, apparently the winds ripped off one of them completely, and the other one was torn into shreds. My God. And the cover on top of the boat was also ripped apart. <gasps> so all, all this was going on. I didn't know it because we were inside during the storm, but later found out that all this happened. So it was, um, was kind of crazy. Uh, it was just one day after the next, after the next, as we all know, with uh, the storms. And every night we would go through this. Do we have power, don't we? And so um, I actually got to the point where I had uh, made contact with the people who were the insurance company. And they they went up to look at the boat and, and gave me um, an estimate and sent me a check, which I haven't seen yet, but... I got to say, kudos to Progressive Insurance, because that's who it was. And even though we see all the crazy people on TV and the Progressive ads, I, I have love to say, they, they're very good, very responsive. I was going to say, was it Flo or Jamie? No. Neither. I think it was Jamie, <laughs> I want to say. Okay. Although his, his name was Dave. So, yeah, okay. I don't know. Well, we'll call but him anyway. Jamie for the sake of the commercial. Uh, okay. Oh, boy. We'll get to Jamie. So anyway, we've had some fun up there, you know, a lot of destruction, a lot of things happen. And then, of course, the next two days, two and a half days, it was all about Elsa, the hurricane that came in and dumped tons of rain all over the place. And it's been like that, as we know, you know, ever since mm -hmm. then. I just hope we can break this pattern so that we can actually get some of those days that I know we recall when it was about 75 degrees low humidity, and it was just beautiful. <laughs> I just I want know. one of those to break up this pattern because it's getting very upsetting. 
you know, but um, it is what it is. I guess we can't do anything about it, but mm-hmm. nothing, nothing else, nothing new to report. Um, that's about it. What's going on in your world? Um, well, you know, just keeping my head above water, but no Venus starts this year, this week. On that's the right. On today after you're listening. So I, or the day of you're listening Saturday. So, um, I will be making my pilgrimage to St. Anne street on a daily basis for 10 days and, uh, doing my novena, which I love to do. So that's, that's, that was, I recall, starting that soon. That you, you said you, you did every year when the novena was outside and pre COVID. What is the commitment you have this year? Well, I did it last year too. Um, every, okay. well, I would go to the 3.30 Mass, about 3.30 Novena. It's the, the one without the Mass, and it works for me, so that's why I do that one. And uh, mm-hmm. what I did last year, because there were, you really, people were on the grounds, but I did not want to, so I was in my car. Um, mm-hmm. I usually get there very much earlier, and I will get a parking spot on St. Anne Street, and I will sit there in my car with the window down and listen and say my prayers and do all what I do, participate in the novena. And they weren't blessing or doing any type of communion anyway, um, which, you know, they're not doing this year. They're not doing the blessing, which with the relic that they always did. So it, it doesn't, it's not, I'm not missing that is my point because they won't do it. Um, they can't do it um, due to COVID. And so, and they're not having the tents in the parking lot again this year. Now you can go into the church and I think they're not limiting that, but I don't like the beauty of, to me, of Novena's being outside, regardless of what the weather is. So, um, that's what I enjoy the most. I remember as a kid, we went and it was always when, you know, we always went to the seven thirty for, for mass. And we always, you know, when you were there for Sunday, it was just seemed so cool to be outside during yeah. a mass. So I love that. And so, um, I like to be outside so I don't go inside anyway. And they're not doing the tent in the parking lot, which they, they had two tents and they're not doing that again this year. So I will once again, do what I did the last year and sit in my car and pull up and get there a little bit early and be there and just wait for it to start. And if I can't sit on the one side, I'll just go in where they park the cars across the street. You can still hear it and it works beautifully. So that's my plan. Well, that's good. So that starts. Yes. And other than that, I have not watched TV, Lynn, other than when I'm on my bike in the morning, we're watching usually the Today Show, but I... Actually, the other day watched the third season and final season of the Kaminsky Method. You did, and it's. I watched it one day. There's only six episodes, and they're about thirty yeah. some minutes a piece. There's only six, yeah. and it's the you know, it's over. And I have to tell you that I wish it could go on forever. It is so well done, and yeah. it's and Chuck Lorre is the producer and the, the director or whatever he's just it's he's just unbelievable and it just it's just great I mean it's a great show it's Kathleen Turner is in it as his ex-wife in the final mm-hmm. I mean she was in one or the other but I, I, it's one of those movies and I've t- or one of those shows and I've told you this before when I get so wrapped up in these shows and I know it's not just me everybody feels it but you feel like they're your neighbors and you're living with yeah. them like or next door to them yes yeah. 
it's just, but I am so in love with Michael Douglas, I can't even tell you. He is, I love how he looks. I just, I just love the whole, the, the lessons in this last um, uh, season mm-hmm. of forgiveness and um, finding yourself and realizing what you're supposed to be doing and what your dreams were as a young person and they can still come true no matter how old you are. And there's just such wonderful lessons in this last season. So um, friendships and, and people, friends passing away and what, what people leave one another. I mean, it's, it's just a wonderful series. And again, I wish it would just go on and on, but it's, it's over. But I did actually watch <laughs> six episodes, episodes and, um, Meyer and I watched you did a binge, huh? I did a, a, mini, a little mini binge cause it wasn't really that long. As I said, they're only 30 some minutes. So, um, yeah. but, uh, so just, it was just such oh, a great, good. great show. And oh, then the, I love the one line when she said, <laughs> her daughter, his, she, he said, he, Michael Douglas says to his daughter, you're, you're going to marry a, a cobbler because her husband makes shoes as a hobby. Yeah. It's not his job, but it's a, and she goes, you're going to marry a cobbler or your, your husband is your husband to be is a cobbler. And she goes, uh, my, uh, my mother, my stepmother was a crack addict. Um, uh, prostitute uh, or poor, no, my, my, my stepmother was a, was a, what did she say? I think she said crack addict or was a, yeah, crack addict, a crack addict um, porn star. And he goes, um, well, it was meth and it was soft porn. <laughs> he was like trying to, to, to justify like, well, it really wasn't that bad. It was, it was just, just the way he said it, it was just so funny. So I just love okay. them. The show is great. So if you can watch it, give it a watch. I did. I did. I saw the whole thing. Did you watch the third season? I did. I did. Oh, it was great. Did you feel that? It. It, and wasn't it true with the lessons to be learned of forgiveness yes. and moving forward and dreams can come true no matter how old yes. you are? Yes. It was very I well done. It. Felt yep. very sad when it was over. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I did. But, yeah, it was good. It was um and I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier. So anyway. Yeah. So speaking of moving on, uh, we got to have on. to take a break here yep. and we're going to be back with our guest expert, Mr. Michael McHale, who is with Barbetti and McHale in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's morning news. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da! Laurie Cadden and her 20 plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357 8399, 357 8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L A U R I E, at lauriecadden.com, L A U R I E C A D D E N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. 
I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google, Stitcher, just any place you get podcasts. That's a better way to say it anyway than you have to remember. Hi, everybody. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us today is our wonderful guest expert, Mr. Michael McHale, who is a partner with Barbetti McHale, certified public accountants, LLC. And Mike is uh, doing okay up there at 1421 East. Drinker Street in good old Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Mike's with us. He's been a sponsor for the last couple of months, um, well, almost a a good couple of months here, Mike. And uh, we're going to talk to Mike a little bit about um, anything accounting and all stuff that's going on. So, Mike, welcome to the show once again. Well, thank you, guys. It's always uh, a pleasure to sit and talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. What's anything new happening in the world of um, CPAs? Anything we, yeah, the world of accounting. What any any changes, Mike, that has have happened that we may not have heard of, or is everything kind of status quo? Well, outside of the fact that we're all melting uh, in northeastern Pennsylvania, <laughs> um, no, I mean we are we are uh, we're gearing up now for our our June 30th season, which is uh, the majority of our work is uh, in the nonprofit sector. Uh, so we handle quite a few clients uh, through this time of year, which, you know, is, is all through, you know, pension plan audits and non-for-profit audits, um, their associated filings, whether it's a 990 or a 5500. Um, and we, we handle most of that stuff during this time of the year. And obviously still cleaning up a lot of the year-end work that, uh, you know, always seems to, some clients uh, don't get everything to us right away or a bank or someone else that puts us a little bit behind a, a little bit, but 
most of our work these days is uh, trying to get going on all of our nonprofits, and uh, we look forward to this work. It's it's a good time of year, even though it's a, a little warm. Yeah, Mike, with um, nonprofits um, and their end of the year, which a lot, as you, because of that, you're saying that their fiscal year is June 30th and beginning uh, July 1, right? Or is it, yeah, right? That's usually how it works, right? Yeah. The majority of the larger nonprofits, uh, mainly because of their tax situation, need a uh-huh. an audit done. So a lot of them, yeah. you know, the majority of nonprofits, although some are, are, are calendar year-end, majority are June 30th year-end. So, uh-huh. um, and that's almost like a second tax season for us. Although we don't work extreme hours like we do during tax season, it's uh, it's a little bit better. And the clients are good. We enjoy it, and uh, it, it, it's just a, it's it's a good time of year for us. Mike, would you explain why a nonprofit or whomever would need to have that audit done and what the requirements are for that? Well, a lot of times it's dictated by um, their filings if they get a lot of money from the federal government. So if, if they're over a certain percentage dollar-wise, and it, it, you know, it, it varies here and there, but uh, if, they're, if they get over, I, I think it's $100,000 still, um, I think it, it may go up to half a million dollars, but if they get, uh, if a lot of their budget is based on um, their their receipt of federal funds or state funds passed through, um, federal funds passed through state agencies or county agencies, um, they're required to have an audit. So uh, we have to follow what, what it's called a single audit, where we would follow um, prescribed directions on the on each specific program on exactly how what they want looked at. And it, it gets into some grave details of um, some, some serious details of exactly what they do. They have to spend it on the right amount, of, uh, on the right things, so on and so forth. And that's the role of the CPA to come in and do that. So a mm-hmm. lot of the nonprofits are based on that, where they get a lot of their, their funding from uh, a grant or a federal grant per se, and uh, which causes them to have to have an audit. Um, but it, it, it's, it's almost second nature to most of these people because they, they've done it for so long and they get the, the grants and they know that they have to do it. So uh, we work with them. We're not, we're not a total fee-based firm. Uh, we work with the, in the, the entities to make sure that they're all um, in compliance and, and we get these things done pretty quickly. So, Yeah, Mike, Mike go ahead, Lynn. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, uh, you know how... Um, individuals generally have opportunities to get extensions. Yep. Do nonprofits have the same ability? They do. It's a good question. They do. And, and typically uh, the audit requirements would follow the tax extensions as well. But, uh, yes, they do. Okay. Just curious. I wondered how many people are out there sweating, you know, because <laughs> not because of the heat, because well, they no, have I'm to get sorry. it done. Exactly. Our firm's a little bit different, even in, in regular tax season, where uh, the majority of our taxpayers that we do their tax returns for, we don't like to put them on extension, believe it or not. Uh, even though my personal return is on, on extension, uh, most of my clients are done. I, I would say over 90% of our clients uh, do not go on extension. We, we, we pride ourselves on trying to get things done. As quick as we get them in, we get them right back out. So we pride ourselves on that. Okay. That's good Mike, what what is the advantage of an extension other than the is the obvious that it gives you more time, 
I mean, what is that re- well, not you as a CPA, but someone who would need to do that? What is the real? What's the what's the the benefit? Well, I mean, honestly, the the only benefit that I could think of is literally more time, as you said, mm-hmm. um, because the the one thing an extension does not do it does not extend the time that you have to pay <laughs> for payment. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. If you think you're going to owe it a, a given year on April fifteenth. You have to pay. Uh, if you put it on extension, that that does not extend the time for you to pay. That they start accruing interest on anything after April fifteenth. So it's pretty important to make sure you know what you're gonna, what your tax situation is by the deadline, uh, and make sure you make a payment before then. If if you need to gather a few more things, you can estimate. That's fine, but it's important to, to pay on time in the eyes of the Internal Revenue Service. Mike, do you think there's any chance that the IRS might be abolished? (laughs) (laughs) What drug are you on, girl? (laughs) It's just a pie-in-the-sky thought here, you know what I mean? I think in our lifetimes that will happen. Oh, boy, oh, boy, these two. So... Oh God! I, I'm sitting here thinking the whole time. I have to come up with I have to come up with something that'll throw Mikhail off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I Mike, don't know how to answer um, that one. <laughs> yeah, and and we as far as um, the nonprofit world, I know we spoke a little bit about this a couple um, uh, shows ago, a couple months ago, but it bears repeating because you had mentioned that so many of your clients, Mike, are nonprofit, um, and everybody knows that. Um, who's been around that the, the, a lot of the work is done, um, by your office. So if somebody is interested or if RFPs come out and you guys submit that, or someone's interested in talking, what, what's the best way is it, do they call you? How, what's the best way for that to take place? If there's somebody listening and they're thinking, Hey, I, you know, I, I, I maybe I should talk to them about, um, this situation regarding the nonprofit, what, what would you tell, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I, I, you know, we, we, uh, we sit and put our names out there to try to get additional clients, of course. And I don't want to be naive at that, but it's important that that you have a good relationship with your accountant. And, and even though yes, RFPs come out and we do put our qualifications in and I'd stack them up against just about anybody. Uh, because once again, our firm is built based on, uh, experience and and anybody who would lead an audit uh, at any entity, whether it be a prof- for profit or not for profit, would have 25 plus years experience. That's what separates us. We run our, our office like a family, but we're not small, but we're not too big. Um, but nonetheless, you have the the uh, ability to call and get someone with 25 plus years experience on every single client, and that's something mm-hmm. we're very very proud of. But the important thing to get back to your question, the important thing to me is to make sure that it's a good fit. Cause there, there's entities that have come and asked us to, to quote them. I could be honest. They're, they're just not good fits for our firm. If we don't think we're a good fit for a specific client, we could refer you to someone else or we could just tell you, I just don't think it's a good fit. If there's a, a, a um, some type of uh, industry that we don't have a ton of experience, uh, so on and so forth, or it, you know, something's too, too large, uh, and that that rarely occurs. But I'm just trying to think of different examples. We would tell them that we just don't think you're a good fit. We wish you luck, uh, but nonetheless, the majority of the clients that come to us, we we sit with them, try to understand exactly what they want. Just giving a number and, and being hired based on a number is not 
what we're about and what the accounting industry should not be about. Sometimes the least expensive person is the least experienced person. I'm sorry, the least expensive person is the least uh, uh, experienced person, and that won't have a good audit uh, relationship with you. We know what we're worth, and, and we give you a, an honest fee. We don't overcharge anybody. We give you an honest fee for, for some very good people to come in. So we think we separate ourselves based on our experience. We don't overcharge anybody. We're honest with everything that we do. And uh, we, we think that, that bodes well for us. It has so far, and we think it's going to carry us into the future as well. And, and on that point, Mike, it's been now, as, we were, as I said earlier, um, you know, a good, what, nine months or so that you've uh, had the partnership and um, with Mike Barbetti and all things are, are going well. And, and how, how, how would you assess your, your, uh, the situation in, your, in becoming a partner? How do, you, how do you feel things are going from your end um, with, with, the, with the partnership? Well, I, I think it, it's, you know, almost a, a dream to come home. I was a partner out in, uh, in North Jersey into New York City, and I think it's almost a dream to come home. And I had mentioned this before in prior months, as you, you, as you alluded to. Um, but I think the, the difference that made it so simple and so, I don't know, just, just easy is the, the cooperation with both Mike Barbetti, who's still with, with us and is staying with us, and Donna Barbetti, his wife. Between the two of them, they've made me feel like their son. And uh, mm-hmm. on top of just being a partner, it, it, it's literally a family that I've been welcomed to. And that goes for every single one of the people who work there as well. It's been so seamless to step in there. And, I, you know, I brought some of my clients in as well. But I've met a lot of the new clients. Mike still works on a, on a ton of clients. And it's just melded perfectly up to this point. And it's going to continue because Mike won't allow it not to continue. And I won't allow it not to continue. So it, it's been a, a, you know, a dream partnership. Uh, to join this firm, couldn't have asked for anything else, couldn't have asked for a better partner, couldn't have asked for for a better partner's wife and Donna. She's tremendous, he's tremendous. Everybody at the firm has welcomed me with open arms, as have all the clients. So, you know, it just, it, it matters what product they get, if they get it on time and they get it properly and uh, done, done efficiently and effectively, um, they're going to stay with us. And, and that's the goal at every single client of ours. That's it. And how can um, anyone get in touch with you, Mike, going forward? Again, as we said at the beginning, we're at 1421 East Drinker Street in good old Dunmore, as, as Lori said, good old Dunmore, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Uh, our phone number is 570-346-2057. Great. Perfect. Well, Michael, thank you once again for... Um, everything you do. Thanks for your sponsorship and your information on a, on a uh, monthly basis. And um, again, thank you and have a wonderful weekend and we will see you next month. And next up we have our second guest expert, Dr. Nicole DeNova from BREC in Chinchilla, Pennsylvania. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show.
Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitch and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to the Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and financial planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other places. And our second guest expert today is Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is the chief surgeon and the, as she calls herself, um, the big cheese at Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. Welcome, Nicole. 
Thanks for having me as always. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? Let me correct you. I think I think we call Nicole the big cheese. Okay. She also told me that that's her. Le grand fromage. Fromage, yeah. No, not really. It's I. I actually, most people at the hospital know that if they ever introduce me as something very, very formal, I just say, I'm the surgeon here at the hospital. So I try yeah. not to. <laughs> That's why I said okay. I think we, we, yeah. we give her it's that okay. spin. Yep. <laughs> um, I was thinking it is obviously seasonal and apropos, and we've had, you know, I, I would say the month of July so far has been sort of an interesting mm-hmm. weather month. But overall, we're in the sort of throes of summer getting there um and you know the north i shouldn't even say the northwest of the country all over we've been having some heat waves uh climate change all that good stuff just to remind people about you know the weather and their pets um how hot weather especially in this season affects us outdoors indoors uh it's easy for everybody to think about their dogs but sometimes i think people forget about their cats typically cats being indoors um So, you know, the discussion I thought for today is just introducing and reminding people about this thing that they've heard of called heat stroke. Uh, You know, it's the same thing that happens in people. Uh, Whether you're thinking of overexertion, you might, you know, your dog might not be exerting themselves at all. It could very well be what we call a brachiocephalic dog, meaning a short-faced dog. Maybe your dog's a little on the chubby side. Um, All these things lend to uh, getting overheated quicker and easier um, outside, you know, if, if they're not in the shade, they don't have a nice breeze, they don't have fresh water to help them stay hydrated and cooled off. Um, that can lead to some pretty dramatic and very rapid consequences. Um, you know, there's all these reports that people see about dogs in cars. Uh, I think they report something like a car can increase a minimum of 40 degrees within one hour. So you turn off the car with the air conditioning, the windows are up, and let's say it's, you know, 70 degrees. Within one hour, it's 110. And that's, that's you know, I'm giving you a conservative example. Um, uh, so, you know, there's reports about people seeing dogs in cars and they... Um, panic and they get concerned and if they can't find the owner of that car they smash in the windows um i have to tell you while i get that an owner of a vehicle might be upset about that i don't disagree with what that person did because uh, on a hot day you know a dog or a child it doesn't matter um, there shouldn't be five seconds that a car not running with air conditioning has windows up and, and a living creature inside of it um and then you know, inside the house, we often forget, but if you don't have central air or air conditioners, if uh, a dog or a cat's not in an area that's cool, the same thing can happen inside, especially if they should somehow get to the second story. It's hotter upstairs. Um, you know, and it, it, I guess my message for everybody is I realize I'm a surgeon. I do cover emergency and obviously more than enough training in it, but uh, heat stroke is not a joke. It's not, you know, even... Um, I don't have the medical advice to give you about your loved ones, but, you know, we talk about the elderly and the young, and um, it happens rapidly. Uh, so it's not a joke. Don't, don't think that, you know, you can quickly rinse them off with a hose. They cool down, and it's okay. Their body temperature will actually spike back up. You don't want to cool any uh, dog or cat down too quickly, but you also don't want to stop cooling them down. 
Um, so kind of home first aid, um, people can use a thermometer, usually in this day and age, hopefully it's all the digital types. Um, yes, you have to do it rectally to take their temperature. Anything uh, over 104, uh, and I'm, again, trying to give some wiggle room here, but 104 or above is definitely time to go to a veterinarian's office, an emergency room. Um, you can start cooling them down, rinse them off of the hose, get some cold towels, make the towels wet, wrap them up. Don't wrap them in ice. Don't stick them in front of the air conditioner. You want to do this nice and slowly. Um, give them some water to drink. Don't force it down their throats. Um, and, you know, when the ER doctor or your veterinarian is talking about doing blood work and radiographs and, you know, maybe even putting them in oxygen with air conditioning or with their cooling devices, IV fluids and medications, no, they're not joking. No, they're not crazy. Um, let them do those diagnostic tests and let them do those treatments. It's better to be safe than sorry. I've had patients, you know, in my career where I thought they look great, everything looks good, we're going to send them home, and within three to four hours afterwards, the parents said there's still something just not right, and they'd come back in. So, you know, heat stroke is one of those things, even in patients with signs and us evaluating all the diagnostics, it can be tricky, so we'd always rather be safe than sorry. And just don't, you know, don't, if you think that there's something wrong, you know your dog or cat in a way that we never will. Uh, we believe what you're telling us. So just bring them in and have them treated if they need to. Nicole, what are the signs? I mean, you have a, yeah. let's just say you have a cat that normally, I'm just saying in my own case, the cats sleep all day long anyway. You know I mean? That's just mm -hmm. what they do. So I have two cats that are, that they sleep up on my bed and there's a, an overhead fan and yes, there's central air in this house. But if I am in another situation with them and they are let's say a, a lot of times um mr calvin likes to run outside mm -hmm. with with me when i'm with him and he'll just sit on the patio and yeah there's a lot of heat in the concrete on that patio but he doesn't go anywhere and i look at him and i think it looks like he's breathing rather rapidly but I don't know if that's because he's just, you know, hanging out outside. Or should I get him in? Because that's not, that's not a good sign. I mean, how do you right. know when something is an emergency and something's <clears throat> just normal in heat? Yep. Um, and you've asked a great question. I will say, as kind of a preface, cats can often be far more difficult and challenging to kind of figure that out than a dog. Um, and yeah. here's the reasons why. Dogs pant to cool themselves off. That's, uh, it's a normal respiratory pattern. Uh, it's not what we call tachypnea. It's not increased rate. It's just a normal cooling pattern. Cats, if you ever see a cat panting, that is not normal. So when cats are open mouth breathing and their tongue is hanging out and they're, they're panting like a dog, um, I'll tell you right now, take them into an emergency room. That's it. Uh, there could be a multitude of reasons that a cat's open mouth breathing like that. Um, but when it comes to heat stroke, cats can be challenging. They may, um, they may just be lethargic. They may not want to eat or drink. They may, um, things you want to watch for, and this is true in cats and dogs, but probably uh, for cat owners, more of a, a thing that they develop into, which is um, they might start to show neurologic signs, so they might start wobbly walking. Uh, they might have episodes where they uh, 
Yeah. And when I say wobbly walking, like they might have a little bit of a stagger or they might get up and move real slowly. You might um, say that a cat doesn't quite know their environment. They're just acting oddly. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is, and this is true for any creature, uh, when we get that warm, all of the vessels in our body dilate. And when that happens, uh, our heart rate will slow because <clears throat> we don't need to push as hard to get the blood around. That can start to lead to some things that we call coagulopathies. Your blood will actually sort of pool and start to have blood clots. And then the opposite starts to happen where your heart starts to speed up and you become tachycardic because now you're responding to something abnormal. So, you know, panting, open mouth breathing, neurologic signs, whether it's just purely neurologic or because of something cardiovascular, um, you know, they can um, act as though they don't see or they don't hear, any kind of responses like that. You know, and and the other thing is, especially for outside you can imagine it doesn't take very long, but you start to um, get hot, you vasodilate, you're losing, especially for dogs panting, you're losing a ton of fluids because you're trying to basically cool yourself off. So then you become very dehydrated. That leads to other neurologic cardiovascular problems. So there's, you know, if I read literally kind of the textbook list of things you might see, we could be here for 30 minutes. Um, but the big ones are, if you start to just sort of think about it, you're hot, you vasodilate, you might start to have some blood pooling, heart problems, breathing problems, and then brain problems because uh, you can get what's called edema, some swelling. They can have some changes in their brains. I mean, this is true even in humans. So usually the therapies are start to try and cool off. Don't do too much too soon. Maintain that cooling, and you want to maintain it for quite some time. So that's where the hospital comes in. Sometimes we give drugs to reduce edema around the brain. They can get pulmonary edema, uh, swelling and fluid accumulation in the lungs because the heart's not working correctly. So there's, there's a multitude of things that we look at, uh, any, any hospital, human hospital. Blood work, sometimes we do radiographs to assess the lungs, oxygen, uh, IV fluids that can cool us down and some medications that can help us make, you know, make us feel better. And the big things are even after treatments, there are bad things that can continue to happen despite our efforts, uh, especially when we talk about that coagulopathy. If your blood starts to change in that way, it can be very, very challenging to correct that. So uh, that's why I say it's not really a joke. If you think that they're overheated, it's always better to be safe than sorry and just seek some medical advice. Okay. It almost seems like uh, it's just the opposite of everything we hear in the wintertime about making sure everybody worries about taking care of your pets, you know, and make sure you let them come inside or you do this. It's just the opposite, but equally as devastating to have the heat exhaustion on the other end of it. We've seen so much of that in the last, I don't know, 18 months. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think people often forget, we see a lot of, for example, police dogs. Um, they'll be out doing yeah. exercises or training, or they'll actually be on a job, and as soon as they're done, say, you know, chasing a bad guy, the officer, his partner, realizes there's something wrong, and they come straight in. Um, exertion, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you might be a super athlete and go out for, I'm going to train and do half a marathon. You can make yourself really sick if it's a terribly hot day, and you're not conditioned, and you're not prepared for that. and you know, dogs are no different. Cats tend not to be so much about exertion, but 
cases like they accidentally get locked in a closet and you can't find them for two days. Oh, and by the way, it was upstairs next to the water boiler while it was summer. Oh, my house doesn't have air conditioning. You know, you can see where I'm going with this. Mistakes, accidents yeah. happen, but otherwise you just, it's easy for us to forget. So, okay. So keep your, keep your pets close and keep them cool and don't let your dogs out in the yard that long. I, that breaks my heart too when I see Lots the dogs. Lots of water available. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Nicole, how can anyone... I like to say. There you go. How can anyone get in touch with you or your um, wonderful hospital? So, the phone number is 570-587-7777. You can always call and ask questions if you do have some questions that are concerning. Um, and then our website is vrecpa.com and any of our social media channels, uh, Instagram, Facebook, things like that are all vrecpa. There we go. Well, thank you very much. Good advice for our uh, furry friends. And uh, yeah. we look forward to hearing more from our friends at VREC. Nicole, thanks. Have a great weekend. And um, we will... Uh, we're going to uh, sign off for the uh, week, and we thank you for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.